This is Game Set Match Kentucky, episode 33, recorded on Friday, September 29th, 2023, entitled New York, New York. Hey everybody, it's time for yet another episode of Game Set Match Kentucky where we talk about all things related to the Central Kentucky Tennis Series and maybe a whole lot more that you never asked for. We're actually recording today on Friday, September 29th. My name is Chris Godby. I'm the chairman and one of the founders of the Central Kentucky Tennis Series where the lines are good and sandbagging is for golf. And no, we still don't play pickleball. I don't anyway. Do you, Chad? I, don't. I do not. Okay, we'll get to that. Um, I am uh, once again at my work office in Russell Springs, Kentucky, and I'm going to start calling it Studio B. I'm at Studio <laughs> B because I don't really like Studio A, and I would like to have a new Studio A. So I'm in Studio B, and uh, Chad Young is at his Studio A in Scottsville. How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing well. So this pickleball thing, I, I'm telling you, once a week, somebody uh, that ends up talking to me about the fact that I play tennis, and usually it's a conversation about my foot and my foot surgery, and you know, I tell them when I can start playing again, and they inevitably ask me, do you, do play, you play pickleball? Yeah. And I look at them, and I try not to, but I look at them like I'm insulted. <laughs> So I say kindly, though, I say, no, I, I do not play pickleball. Well, I would say once a week, um, probably multiple times a week, we have somebody at the uh, facility in Bowling Green who comes in and asks where the pickleball courts are. <laughs> um, because they do have pickleball set up at the, uh, the gym that is adjacent, yes. connected mm -hmm. to the uh, – the tennis facility. And uh, so I kindly usher them in that direction. <laughs> I have played pickleball, but I Ooh. don't play pickleball. There's probably well, that's more than I've done. Tension. I've never held a paddle. And uh, <clears throat> part of me feels like it would be giving in. Mm -hmm. And part of me feels like it would be giving up. So let's just leave it at that. I have a hard enough time playing tennis as much as i'd like to uh -huh. That's probably the reason that i don't play pickleball because i've i've played it it is enjoyable um but I, I i barely have enough time to get the tennis in that i really want to about 25 years ago a friend got me to start playing racquetball mm -hmm. with him and we only played a few times but I feel, and the first time I was hitting balls, I was hitting them with topspin. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, no, no that no. doesn't work no. in, in racquetball. But anyway, I feel like racquetball set me back in tennis about three years for some reason. I always say that. And so I'm afraid like pickleball is going to do a similar thing to me. Like it's going to set me back in tennis or something if, if I play it. So, well, I have taught, um, you know, we we've we do some classes. We've done some PE classes for homeschool groups. So I've taught pickleball. I've taught racquetball. Um, and I, I used to play a lot of racquetball. Actually, I was playing uh, racquetball um, most of college. I didn't pick up a tennis racket through uh, you know through most of my twenties. 
And and then at some point in time, I was trying to do both. And I don't think you can. I don't think you can play racquetball and tennis at the same time or it'll mess up both. Pickleball, I think you can do both. I think I know a lot of people that do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you can do both because um, the swings are different in some ways, but not radically. But as you pointed out, if you're a tennis player and you try to hit topspin playing racquetball, you're going to struggle. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's just – you, you you can't hit the racquetball the same way um, you can't hit a racquetball the same way you you do in tennis to be successful, mm-hmm. and you can't hit a tennis ball the way that you hit a racquetball and be successful unless you're standing on top of the net. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, that that's way more attention than pickleball will ever deserve on this show. <laughs> May we never mention it again. I don't know. So let's talk. What else are we going to talk about today? Today on this episode of Game Set Match Kentucky, we've got more point standings. We've got uh, point standings are current as of today uh, for the first seven tournaments of this year on the CKTS. Uh, Chad's going to tell us a little bit about his recent trip to uh, New York City and the U.S. Open. And we've got some announcements of various tennis activities that are coming up. But first, I'd like to tell you about Vision Cabinet Source in Campbellsville, Kentucky. It's a kitchen and bath cabinet supplier that ships all over the United States and has for over a decade. Whether you're building a new home or renovating a room in your home, Vision Cabinet Source can provide you with classic cabinet styles that are well-built and affordable. You'll also find that they go above and beyond to provide service that exceeds expectations from answering your initial questions to ensuring that you're happy with the final delivered product. Every Vision Cabinet is built upon their promise to deliver well-constructed cabinets made from solid hardwoods, classic versatile designs that complement your style, affordable options that fit your budget, and on-time delivery with shipment within 24 hours. Accessible personal service you can count on as well. They have many different painted and stained lines of cabinets that are stocked in their warehouse in Campbellsville, Kentucky. In making these beautiful cabinets, they have a 17-step finishing process that assures top quality craftsmanship. Go online and look at their styles and designs for yourself, and you'll agree that they do great work at an affordable price. Let me pause for a second because last week, their website was down for a very good reason. And let me see if it's still, it is still down. And here's All why. traffic from game set match that's yes that that's part of it we have crashed their site jason you're welcome jason ford no they are i don't know if jason wants me to say this or not um i'm going to anyway they're adding online purchasing oh wow to their website so it's been taken down to get all that going and uh, it's going to be easy even easier to buy them so i apologize if i wasn't supposed to say that yet but if you go to their website, it's down right now. So obviously something is up and they did not go out of business. I, I can assure you that they're they're doing quite well over there. So when their website is back up and running, you can go to their website at visioncabinet.com and you can buy cabinets directly. I guess you'll be able to just put them in a shopping cart and pay for them and get them shipped to your house. But you can always call them at 270-465-3222. And please tell them that you heard about Vision Cabinet Source right here on Game Set Match Kentucky. 
Let me tell you about Family Medical Centers. Family Medical Centers is a community health center with more than 200 locations throughout South Central and a portion of North Central Kentucky. They're in 31 counties. They've been providing health care to Kentuckians for over 16 years. They provide complete primary care services and also offer pediatrics, OBGYN, oral health services, school-based health centers, behavioral health services, substance use disorder treatment, a pediatric wellness program, a workplace wellness program, a discount pharmacy program, outreach services, local scholarship opportunities, and much more. Family Medical Centers has been recognized as a national quality leader by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Check them out on their website, cfmcky.com, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Centers and on Instagram and Twitter at Cumberland FMC. A big thank you to Cumberland Family Medical for recently renewing their sponsorship of Game Set Match Podcast. Well, as we talked about on the last episode that we had last month, the Warren County Tennis and Sports Facility was recently selected to receive one of the USTA's 2023 Outstanding Facility Awards. Representatives from the facility, including our own Chad Young, received this award at the U.S. Open in New York City last month. Chad, uh, what can you tell us about your time in Queens? It was amazing. Really, it was. Um, I'm sure some folks have been to uh, New York City and Flushing uh, for the U.S. Open, the Billie Jean King National Tennis Center. Um, I'd never been to New York City before. So, you know, I, I got up there uh, the Sunday before, uh, the tournament began and and kind of did the, some sightseeing on Sunday. And then uh, the ceremony uh, was actually on Monday around lunchtime um, at the U.S. Open. And, uh, you know, New York City's huge, overwhelming, so big and busy. And, um, you know, it's just it really I, I've been to Las Vegas. I've been to the nation's capital. I've been to Berlin and London. But New York was just different than anything else. Uh, so that was really neat. Um, but, you know, the U.S. Open is um, just amazing. I mean, it's a great facility. Uh, they have so many huge venues to watch tennis. I didn't make it into Ash. Um, the, the tickets that we got um, as part of the award uh, were just the general admission. So we were able to uh, I was able to get on to. Uh, grandstand. I was able to get onto Armstrong. Um, you know, watched courts. Uh, some watched matches on the outer courts. Um, didn't didn't get onto Ash. You don't have to get into that big stadium and sit in the nosebleeds where you're exactly. not going to see very well anyway. So. Um, so it was it was just amazing. Um, if you've been to Cincinnati, um, it's very similar um, in terms of you know when you're out on the outer courts. You know, you can watch some. Some great players. I mean, everybody there's a great player, but you can watch some some players who may not make it to the show courts, and you get real you know real close access. Uh, the biggest thing with U.S. Opens are just more of those type of courts for you to be able to to get close to the players. Um, you know, Grandstand is a is a great um, uh, venue. Um, you know, it's one of those you've watched on te on on television for years. I was three rows behind Lindell in watching um, um, Murray's first round match, which was pretty mm -hmm. cool. Um, yeah. Just because, I mean, if you know Murray, he's maybe infamous for 
complaining to his box and yelling at himself and yelling at his box. And um, I think he ended up winning in four sets. Um, so, you know, he wasn't too cranky, but that was, that was awesome. Um, um, and then I watched a couple of matches on Armstrong, had some pretty good seats for the night session on Monday. So it was great. I was there two days. I went back on Tuesday and watched some more. That's actually when I saw Murray. Uh, but, you know, the, the facility being recognized um, by the USDA um, was was really unbelievable. There were, I think, 29 award winners through the four categories, five categories. They have uh, they have uh, large um, public and private, small public and private and then um, education institutions. Uh, so we won the large public and then uh, the facility up in Henderson won the small public. So it, it was it was nice uh, to be recognized for the hard work that's been put into uh, getting the facility built, uh, maintaining it, um, you know, and the programs that we offer and, and kind of the mission that we we have in, in trying to grow the game and, and provide uh, recreation for the community. Did you get to meet the folks from Henderson? I did. Um, uh, we did. So the the ceremony was pretty informal. And uh, Martina Fee, who is on the Soki board and was instrumental in, in facilities, she's uh, she's on the USDA board. And she was actually up in uh, New York City for something with her uh, affiliation with the with uh, USDA Kentucky and USDA National. So she was there and uh, she knew I think it was the local league coordinator in um and Henderson, who uh, accepted the award there. So we did ch uh, chat briefly. It's, it's really interesting. Uh, if you've been to the the USDA Kentucky Awards, um, you know, it's kind of a, it's a banquet. You know, it's kind of a sit-down mm -hmm. meal, and then they do the awards presentations and whatnot. This was, as I said, pretty informal. Uh, they brought us in there. They had slideshows of all the different facilities. You came up, got your picture taken, and then sat down and they wanted to get you out of there because I, I guess they thought everybody really wanted to, yeah, some tennis. So they yeah. didn't want everybody sitting in a, in a, in a banquet hall for, you know, an hour and a half, two hours. So it was probably done in 45 minutes and, okay. and it was back to watching the, the matches. Well, that's short and sweet. I like it that way. And yep. so it sounds like you had a, a great time. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity. And, but, uh, but now you probably want to go back as a no spectator I, <laughs> so i mean because to be honest with you if you've ever thought about going uh -huh. it is incredibly easy um to get there i mean mm -hmm. airfare is not terribly expensive into laguardia um and laguardia to uh flushing there is a bus that'll get you there or if you have a hotel as long as you get somewhere close to a subway station, it's really, really easy uh, to just use public transportation and, and get out there. And um, very, I mean, I've been to baseball games where it was a lot more hassle to, to get there and park and deal with all that. Uh, getting to the U.S. Open was a breeze. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. It's been 22 years since I've been to the U.S. Open, but you get off that train and you can go this way and go to the National Tennis Center or go right over this way and go to Shea Stadium, right? Yeah. Or uh, whatever they call the Mets Stadium. City, City Field uh, now. City. But, yeah, it's it's just across the tracks, essentially. I thought so, yeah. Um, so, so it was – man, it, I mean, and you literally get off 
the train and you can, when the train rolls up, you can see the tennis center and yeah. you walk across a boardwalk and you're uh -huh. there. Yep. That's right. Well, that's awesome. And congratulations again to uh, Warren County and uh, to Henderson for getting those facility awards. That's great. Well, speaking of awards, it's coming up on time for uh, CKTS awards. Uh, actually, in just a month uh, from today that we record this, talk more about that later. But let's take a look at the point standings because it's coming down to the wire in many divisions. And these are the point standings through the first seven tournaments. If you have that pulled up, Chad, do you want to go first uh, sure, with I men's open that. singles? Men's open singles uh, pretty much decided because we have one tournament left that's this weekend in, in Campbellsville, and Braden Johnson has clinched the men's open singles title. He has 13 and a half points. Yeah, and, nobody's going to uh, catch him. Nobody's yeah. going to catch him. Yep. In, men, in men's B singles, June Tomioka has 12 points, a two-point lead over Claude Benford. But uh, I don't know, don't know if those guys are playing uh, this weekend or not at the Campbellsville Championships. So we'll have to see. I'll, I'll bet you June is. Don't know about Claude, but so we'll see how that division shakes out. Did we uh, did we ever find out why the streak ended? Can we? No, no. But I'm going to ask him that. I haven't seen him. You know. So, um, but yeah, that's a good question. He missed Miller Park in men's singles. I know that uh, Kyle Owsley is playing Campbellsville this weekend because he wanted to make sure he didn't get caught. And uh, Kyle Owsley uh, leads uh, defending champion uh, Jamison Roberts. Uh, he has 22 points. Roberts is four points back. So um, he, by playing, he probably will eventually clinch the title. Yeah. If yeah, the only, yeah, that one's basically locked up there, isn't it? So uh, in men, that was men's C singles, men's 40 and over singles. Jackson Grover has a substantial lead over Brandon Harris, who's in second place. Jackson has 17 points to Brandon Harris's 10. Repeat winner in boys, 18 singles. Uh, Braden Johnson also has clinched the title there over Jackson Donovan. He has 23 points. Uh, Donovan is 11 points back in boys, 18 singles. In boys, 16 and under singles, Sam Nelson is in first place with 13 points, followed by Luke Curry with seven. So Sam is going to win that division. And boys, 14 singles, uh, Miles Mudd has a four-and-a-half-point lead over Isaiah Litton. And uh, if you can do some math there, uh, four points is the most you get for winning the title. So that means that uh, Miles Mudd has clinched the boys' 14 title as well. All right. And boys, 12 and under singles, Isaiah Litton has this one just about as locked up as I've ever seen a division. Uh, leading 23 points to the next place uh, player, Mason Hales, uh, with six points. Men's open doubles, uh, Mason Baldwin uh, leads Brandon Harris by a point. Uh, Mason has seven points. Brandon has six points. Um, Brandon, I don't know if he's playing this weekend or not. His, his partner know. has uh, been on the shelf for the last couple of weeks, so... <laughs> Uh, we were going to play in E-Town together. The I don't know that you are aware of this. Um, so E-Town was the week after tri-level state, and I uh, got a cortisone shot, and arm was feeling pretty good, and I told Brandon, I'm, I'm good to go. 
to play uh, the the Freeman Lake event. And um, after I played that match at uh, Tri-Level State, I said, I think I'm done for about six to eight weeks. So uh, so I, I kind of left him hanging there. Wow. Well, you'll be back. You'll be back before I will. So. <laughs> I am out of my walking boot, by the way. I have been for a few weeks now, and I just I have like a Velcro Velcro brace that I put on and off uh, inside the shoe. So I'm getting there. Still, still a little swollen. Still a little stiff. Uh, you know, I'm not ready to run. Still do rehab uh, and all that stuff. All right, where are we? Um, that was men's open doubles. Let's go to men's B doubles. June Tomioka is in the lead there. And then Van Patterson's in second place. Van will not be able to catch June uh, because June has a lead of 18 to 13 and a half in that division. In men's C doubles, um, it could come down to this weekend. Brady and Richard Jackson are both leading the way with 13 points, but Jameson and James Roberts are just two points back with 11 points. So depending on who's entered and how that uh, goes this weekend, that title is still very much up for grabs. That could be a very uh, tense final if they were to to play uh, and they've, a match. You know, they've played each other um, – a couple times uh, they they played in Bowling Green and the Jacksons won. They yep. played in the second Bowling Green event yep. and, and the Roberts won. The Roberts yep. won. Yep. And then they just played in E Town um, and the Roberts lost in the semis or lost in the quarters and the Jacksons uh, ended up winning the title to pull in front. You've got the you've got some draws pulled up apparently. You're doing you've done more show prep than I have apparently. <laughs> I don't even have those tabs open. So there you go. All right, men's 40 and over doubles. Jackson Grover has a slight uh, lead over Don Humphreys and Steve Humphreys, also known as the Humphreys brothers, even though they're father and son. Um, so eight points to six. Jackson has the lead, and um, I don't know who's playing this weekend, so we'll just have to see how that one comes out. Uh, boys, 18 doubles is close. Uh, right now, uh, Josiah Castanier has a one-point lead over Nolan Parsons and a one-and-a-half-point lead over Mason Baldwin. Uh, I so. mean, depending on who plays, yep. the person at eighth place still could potentially yep. end up winning this division. So Now, Castaner's played all but one CKTS event. Mm -hmm. um, so... Um, it really does depend on who who is headed to Campbellsville this weekend. Right. Uh, before we move into the women's match, uh, well, I'm sorry, the women's standings, I just wanted to mention a, a few things that I forgot before we jumped right in to the actual numbers. Um, these, these point standings are, are on the website right now at cktstour.com. I just put them on there about 30 minutes ago as of the time of this recording. Uh, and just a reminder that only paid CKTS members appear in the this, uh, this point standing sheet that you're seeing. Um, if you want your points, uh, you feel like you've earned points, you should have the points. Uh, what do we say, Chad? We'll give them until uh, Sunday night, October 1st, <laughs> to, um, 
to to buy their membership and we'll give them their points back. We because we track them. I mean, you can see. Yeah, they're, uh, they're they're tracked and ready to publish. But you know, it's one of the perks of membership is that that puts you in the rankings. And oh, also, I wanted to mention that there could be mistakes in here. I mean, this is 25 sheets of point standings and uh, me putting them in as fast as I can. So it is possible that there are some mistakes. And if you believe that you are left out and you should be in there or that I spelled your name wrong or something like that, please uh, let me know. On the point standing sheet, there's an email address at the bottom tells you who to contact. That email goes to me. And um, the final point standings, um, in less than two weeks, those should be out. I mean, they need to be out pretty soon because it's almost time for awards day, which we're going to talk a little bit about that later in women's open singles. Kayana Kim leads by two points over Parker Lolly, eight to six in women's B singles. Kay Faisal, um, leads, uh, Liz Stevenson by three points. Um, Kay so is the only qualifier on that page unless one of these other ladies plays this weekend. So plays and pays. Yeah. Plays and pays. <laughs> well, all of the ones that you see there have paid, but are they going to play? You have to play at least two times in a division to qualify for an award in that division. So okay. if your name is in blue, you haven't played twice yet. If your name is in black, you've played twice and qualified. If your name is red, that means you're in first place. In girls 18 and under singles, Addison Hales has a two-point lead, nine to seven, over Chloe Dickens in second place. In girls 16 singles, Paisley Harris has a commanding lead over Andrea Herrera. She has 15 points. That's eight clear Herrera, so she has clinched that title. So no one's going to catch uh, Paisley. In the and 16s or the 14s. And nobody's going to catch Paisley Harris in the girls' 14 and under singles. An even bigger margin here, uh, 20 points to six over Andrea Herrera. And, um, yeah, she's got it locked up. Good coaching. Good coaching. <laughs> I guess so. That's one of yours, right? Uh, so is this one. Uh, Leela Owsley um, has a lead. In girls, 12 singles, uh, she has a two-point lead, nine and a half to seven and a half over Ellie Yan. Okay, and uh, Ellie's played two tournaments in a row. If she plays three tournaments in a row, this could be interesting. We'll see what happens. In women's open doubles, Minda Schaefer uh, leads Claire Riney, 12 points to seven. In Sorry, I lost my place there. In women's B... <coughs> Amber Wolf leads Allie Evans 14 to 8. So Amber has clinched the women's B doubles title. Congratulations to Amber and good luck to Amber this weekend running the Campbellsville Championships there at Miller Park in Campbellsville. Um, the numbers are kind of small because it's fall break, but it's her first tournament. So I think that that makes for manageable numbers. First time running a tournament and she's got uh, excellent weather forecast and the only bummer is that she has torn her ACL and has to have surgery soon, and she's not playing herself. What is it about being uh, a tournament director and being injured? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Something in the water, I guess. In girls 18 and under doubles, Addison Hale has a razor-thin lead, uh, 11 to 10, over Parker Lolly. 
in mixed open doubles. Uh, it's a close one. Um, the female um, leader right now is Kiana Kim. Uh, she has a one and a half point lead over Abby Helm. And then in the in the men's, Darren Polston has a half point half lead point. over Nathan yeah. McQuarrie. And I think Darren is playing the Campbellsville Championships, but I don't think he's entered this division. I could be wrong. I, no, I don't think he is. But I think Nathan and Abby are in it. So I think have they played? Um, let me scroll back up here. No, they haven't played everyone. So no. In mixed B doubles, Amber Wolf uh, has the female lead with twelve points, just a one point lead over Jessica Owsley in the second-place female spot. Uh, Evan Brown and Brian Coley are tied for the male lead in men's B uh, – I'm sorry, mixed B-doubles with 11 points each. And those are doubles partners. So if we had a uh, Brown-Wolf-Coley-Owsley final in mixed B-doubles – Well, Amber's not playing oh, because of her right. knee, so yeah. I saw her earlier today. She's in a knee brace and supposed to have surgery soon. Uh, I hope it's okay that I said that. You know, I'm, I'm spilling all the tea today, am I not? <laughs> um, in mixed 18 doubles, um, on the uh, boys' side, Samuel Bryan has a commanding lead over Salem Harris, so he's clinched that. And Alexis Hales has a one-point lead over Kara Clark. All right, so that's a look at our current point standings through the first seven tournaments, the seventh tournament being the Freeman Lake Fall Classic. So we've got one more set of point standings coming out very soon within the next one to two weeks, uh, which will include all the, the eight tournaments that we've had this summer, wrapping up with the Campbellsville Championships. And let me correct myself. You tried to give me credit I didn't deserve. I, I did. That I, I had the draws pulled up in that men's seed <laughs> doubles. Okay. Um, I was just going by the numbers um, because I saw two by the Roberts and a four by the Jacksons. Um, they were in a round robin in E-Town, and the Jacksons went 2-0. and oh, So that's why they got the four points. The Roberts went 0-2, oh and, and that's why they got the two points for a, a semifinal finish. Okay. So it was, they did play and uh, the Jacksons beat the Roberts. So that's how they have uh, moved in, moved into the lead. Well, I didn't know that the Roberts played them in the semifinal versus playing somebody else in the semifinal. Cause I didn't have those draws pulled up. So when I saw that they're, you know, and, and the non-members are hidden. So I, I didn't know who the, the Jacksons played without going and looking up those draws. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Perfect. Okay. Maybe okay. to us, but right, right. But I didn't like that undeserved credit, so I didn't pull up. Oh the, no, no, no! I'm giving credit. I'm just spilling sure tea. Was you know, <laughs> no, no problem. <clears throat> All right, let's see what's coming up for the CKTS. Of course, uh, this weekend is the Campbellsville Championships. It's our final tournament of the year. The next thing we're doing in the CKTS is Awards Day on Sunday, October 29th. And what that will be held at the uh, uh, Buchanan Indoor Facility in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And how we how do we usually do this, Chad? We have open tennis play from one to three. Uh, bring your racket, bring your gear, 
go out and pair up with with uh, other fellow CKTS people and play some sets, play some tiebreakers, or just hit around. And then we'll do awards at three o'clock in the little meeting room, uh, just off the the front lobby at the Buchanan Tennis Facility. Does all that sound correct? That sounds absolutely correct. And and you know, um, take advantage of the free courts. Uh, they're not free, they're free to you. The 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 CKTS is yep, CKTS is covering it. Pay yep. for those. Um, uh, but but we'd love to have a, a line. We'd have that love to have people waiting. Um, We've been fortunate to um, to kind of have um, the ability to just walk out there and play, but we'd love for people to come to the award ceremony, and we'd love for you to come out and enjoy some free tennis as well. And we usually give away a little bit of free swag, mm -hmm. you know. There's, there's door prizes. Yeah, we do. We do usually have a few door prizes, and I'm thinking of doing something a little different with the awards this year. I don't want to spill that tea yet, though, because I'm working on it, but. I don't know. Don't know for sure. Okay. And that's all I'll say about that. By the way, the 2024 schedule is in the very early, early planning stages. We have a lot of exciting possibilities that I don't want to spill the tea for yet. Uh, that should have been the title of the, the episode the this tea. week. Yeah. Spilling the tea. Uh, I don't know. Um, but hopefully by year's end, we'll be able to announce that schedule. That's what we did uh, last year. Uh, we, uh, we had a holiday episode, if I recall, and we announced it on that program. But you can keep up with CKTS by going to cktstour.com or following us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash cktstour or on Twitter at cktstour. I guess it's it's called X now, Chad. They right. Elon Musk changed the name to X. I still call it Twitter, as do Everybody probably does. most people. Yeah. All right. I know that Soaky Tennis uh, is operating year-round these days, and I know they've got some stuff coming up. Uh, what can you share with us about tennis happenings coming up at Soaky? Well, we have a, a pretty neat uh, program that uh, we started in September, and we'll um, offer another session in October. We have a, a Tennis 101 uh, double strategy uh, class. We we have some, um, you know, Warren County Parks and Bowling Green uh, City Parks both have programs. Um, they have uh, camps and clinics for all ages um, at Cariacas Park. And so we have a lot of adult beginners uh, that come out of those classes and, you know, kind of want to get into, you know, they've learned some strokes, um, but they want to get into match play. But it can be overwhelming, you know, um, getting out there and, and playing. And, and certainly we want to get them into leagues as well. And um, so uh, Rob Balgi is teaching a uh, another session, which is designed to help you understand strategy and positioning, scoring, kind of going all over, uh, over all those things uh, to get people comfortable uh, to, to get out and start playing matches if they've taken a lesson or they've been in a a clinic or a camp. Uh, so that'll be in, at Cariacas again in October. Uh, on Sunday afternoons, you can find more information on that at SokiTennis.com. That's where you'll find all of our uh, uh, classes and clinics. Uh, it's a little warm as we're taping this, uh, even though we've started fall and um, people really haven't moved indoors yet at the facility. Um, I expect that'll happen sometime in the next couple of weeks when the temperatures drop. So um, we're offering um, our men's and women's drill clinics and our cardio class 
Um, those are um, on Mondays and Tuesdays, uh, women and men, and then the cardio is Wednesday morning. And then we have a junior league that starts um, on um, October 9th as well. So a week from this coming Monday, um, we have a junior league, which is something new. And we're trying to get some of our best juniors to, to compete against one another um, outside of their, their school year and their school teams. And so we're really excited about that. We have an advanced session and an intermediate session uh, for some of our, um, our, our better junior players, our more experienced players uh, in the area. So uh, we've got a lot of um, uh, things for young and old and new and, and experienced players, and all that is available at SoKeyTennis.com. Mention the the display. Oh yeah, there's a there's I almost forgot about that. There's a project that um, that we've been working on, and um, we have uh, just um, kind of revealed it to the public in the last week. Um, I've had um, some some rackets that were donated. Uh, Mark Bowling is a, a guy who's been playing tennis and bowling for years, and um, he had some rackets. Um, and he had some folks um, who had contacted him. And so what we're hoping to do in the, um, in the foyer, in between our two double doors, um, you know, there's a, a room there. Um, and we are hoping to display some vintage rackets and, and kind of have kind of an evolution of the, of the tennis racket. So we've got some rackets that a lot of people will remember from when they grew up playing tennis, we've got a number of wooden rackets. We've got a, uh, a Jack Kramer. We've got a uh, Stan Smith. Uh, we've got an old Davis Cup racket that we believe comes from the early 20th century. Uh, we've got the, the famous Jimmy Connors T2000. Um, so we've got a lot of rackets. Um, we've got a nice display. We're going to put up some um, information, giving a description of, of the year the racket was introduced and who, who played with it. Because we've got a you know we've got a board, we've got an Everett, you know. Um, but we we want to really have a nice display, and so we we do um, want people who have a a particularly unique or uh, particularly um, instrumental racket, you know, maybe the, you know, one of the first graphite rackets. Um, we, it'll, it, it's kind of like a museum and that's how we're going to treat it as such. So if someone wants to donate um, for display, we'll uh, put up some information recognizing them that it's their property and they've loaned it to us for this purpose. But you know, it's a, it's it's a decorative thing to to kind of give the facility a little bit more character, but I think it's it's really going to be a neat way to show how um, rackets and strings and uh, head sizes and and all that stuff has has kind of evolved uh, over the the decades. Few old wooden rackets that I've collected from. Goodwill store, garage sales, people have given them to me. And my wife would love to give those to you <laughs> to hang on the wall there, but I won't let her because they're mine and I'm going to hang them up somewhere. So the, the difficult thing is we've got 26 hanging right now. We've probably got the ability 
unless we really change our our um, our mind on where we can put them, we've probably got the room to put four more. So we 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 have really the ability to to display about thirty rackets, and that doesn't mean we won't leave one up and then take it down and replace it with another one, um, like they do in museums. Gallery would do. You would swatch a swap out some of the collections, you know. And, and we'll take we'll we'll take care of them, and and uh-huh. so. Um, but they'll be available to the public. So, I mean, yeah. we, we have a, we're really excited. We don't know where this is going to end up, uh, mm-hmm. but I think people who come to the facility will, will really um, enjoy seeing some of the old rackets on display. I think it's a really cool idea. And I'll bet that, you know, as, as some people visit and see that, they'll say, hey, you know, I've got, uh, got a, a, an old can of tennis balls yeah. from the 1940s that's still in really good shape. Would you like that? You could hang it up there on a shelf. And uh, you're gonna you're gonna get all kinds of memorabilia. You're gonna have like a little oh look at that oh look at that. If you're if you're watching the video version of this podcast, Chad's holding up an old can of McGregor tennis balls. What do you think the year is on that? That's a good question. I'm gonna know. guess maybe seventies. Like, I would think so. Yeah, and you can, but it's got a Spalding ball inside. Oh, okay. You know, and it's. I don't know if it used to be yellow and it's faded over time or if it's really one of the, the white tennis balls. Well, weren't tennis balls all white until the 1970s? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And they changed them to yellow for television. So. All right. Well, uh, as Chad said, you can uh, learn more about Soki Tennis at SokiTennis.net or visit their Facebook page at uh, facebook.com slash Soki Tennis. I had to check and make sure. I keep muting my microphone so I can cough. I've got this nagging. On cue, right on cue. Mute again there and, and cut it out. I, I'm sure a couple of coughs have slipped through on this recording, but I've been I've been trying to hit the mute button every time uh, every time I'm coughing. But uh, facebook.com slash Soki Tennis, and you can keep up with what they are doing there. And I'm sure they're going to, put some pictures up of their uh, racket collection at the Lake Cumberland tennis association. Our friends over there are having a superhero tennis Halloween event on Monday, October 30th from 5 30 to 6 30 PM Eastern time. This is for kids 12 and under, and it'll be held at Pulaski County high school. And you need to wear a costume. You need to wear a superhero costume. So kids, it's free to come and participate in this. It's only an hour. Get your superhero costumes ready, and we'll see you on the court. For more information about the Lake Cumberland Tennis Association, just visit their Facebook page at facebook.com slash Lake Cumberland Tennis. And um, USTA Kentucky doesn't have a lot of immediate pressing announcements right now, but I'm sure we'll have some by the time of our next broadcast, but you can always keep up with them and uh, all of the tennis events happening with USTA Kentucky. Go to KentuckyTennis.com or on Facebook, they're at USTA Kentucky with the word Kentucky all spelled out. Uh, that's also their Twitter handle at USTA Kentucky. And you can check them out for tournaments, leagues, events, grants, anything you want tennis related. There's one other kind of big event tying those two together. Um, we are hosting in Bowling Green the uh, tri-level uh, sectional championship. Uh, that's coming up October the uh, 13th, 14th, and 15th. So uh, we have um, 
We're expecting more than 700 players uh, from across the, I think, nine states in the southern section. Um, so we, we still need volunteers. If you're interested in, in being a part of that event, we're still looking for sponsors uh, of that event as well. It's first time I think Bowling Green's ever hosted a sectional. Um, so we're really excited about, uh, about uh, state champions from across the south coming to Bowling Green. All right. Well, if you have anything you want us to announce on this program, just email it um, to info at gamesetmatchky.com. We'll announce just about anything tennis-related or uh, what the heck. We'll, we'll announce whatever you want us to announce, I guess. Uh, we don't have a challenge the call question this week, but, Chad, I had one in mind, and I thought I would use it if we weren't running long, but we're starting to run a little bit long. So I'm going to save it for next time because it's something that happens uh, more than uh, – more than we realize, and some people don't know what to do about it. So that will be the next challenge the call question. Otherwise, that's going to just about serve out this episode. And I want to thank everybody for listening or watching. You can subscribe to the audio version with any major podcast app on your mobile device. And uh, in your podcast app, I know that you can do this in Apple Podcasts for sure. I'm sure you can do it in most podcast apps. Um, you you can give us a five-star rating and write us a short review. We'd love it if you would do that for us. You can also visit gamesetmatchky.com to go back through old episodes uh, of this program. And anytime we give out links um, or we link something that we mention on the show, that's the place to find it in the show notes uh, on the website. Or they're also available in the podcast apps where you're listening to this audio. Uh, please go and uh, like our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash gamesetmatchky. Or you can just search for Game Set Match Kentucky, the podcast. Also go to facebook.com slash tour and give a like there uh, to keep up with the CKTS. Uh, Chad is on Twitter at Chad Young Tennis, and I am on Twitter at Chris Godby. We'd like to once again thank our sponsors, Vision Cabinet Source and Family Medical Centers. There's that sound, Chad. We don't hear it as much as we used to on television now, but Hawkeye says we are out. So until next time, I'm Chris Godby with Chad Young, and this has been Game Set Match Kentucky.